0: Start selling on Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, January 5th. A speaker has not been elected. Starting to feel like Groundhog Day here. Today, McCarthy failed to secure the votes for House Speaker for the ninth time. I think the big story in Kevin McCarthy's quest to become Speaker of the House is the difference between the public and the private. So publicly, Kevin McCarthy continued to suffer losses in more rounds of voting, and he's suffering those losses without any movement. It's the same 21 votes that are cast by Republicans in a way that is for something, someone else or something else than Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. And so what do I mean about the difference between public and private? Well, if you take Kevin McCarthy and his allies at their word, in private, they're making progress. They are trying to convert some of the McCarthy opponents into McCarthy supporters by giving in to some concessions. And every time McCarthy passes a reporter, he expresses complete optimism that they're going to get there. Listen to him earlier today ahead of the first vote. I think everybody wants to find a solution. And the good thing about it is we worked this all out at the beginning. So the rest of the Congress will be very productive for the American public. Now, that's really wishful thinking. Even if Kevin McCarthy gets to the promised land of becoming speaker, the idea that everything will be smooth sailing in this Republican conference from there on out seems extraordinarily far-fetched, and it's not yet at all assured that McCarthy will actually become speaker. There were some very small differences today. Matt Gates, the chief opponent to McCarthy, basically, he actually cast his vote for former President Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House. He did that in the seventh round of voting and the eighth round of voting. And there was an interesting moment where Kevin Hearn... He's a Republican congressman from Oklahoma. He is the chairman of the Republican Study Committee, another sort of faction of conservatives in the House Republican Conference. It's the largest conservative caucus inside the conference. He received votes for Speaker. And although he cast his own vote from McCarthy, he did say later in the day that If indeed Republicans in the House would like him to be speaker, that's something that he will be preying on. So perhaps that's a signal that maybe he would offer himself up as a potential alternative. The bulk of the opposition votes to McCarthy continue to go to Congressman Byron Donald's congressman from Florida an african american republican and that may be why we saw john james of michigan another african american republican congressman or congressman elect i should say they're all congress people elect cuz none of them have been sworn in cuz there's no speaker why james was sort of the voice out front in the first round of voting today to nominate kevin mccarthy here's how james framed the argument today for his fellow Republicans. In 1856 was the last time it took longer than the votes we're having right now to find a Speaker of the House. 133 over two months, without question. The issues divide us today are much less severe than they were in 1856. The issues today are over a few rules and personalities. While the issues at that time were about slavery, and whether the value of a man who looks like me was 60% or 100% of a human being. It was a long, drawn-out, painful process, but it needed to happen. But here's the deal. Kevin McCarthy can say he's making progress till he's blue in the face. At some point, he has to show that progress on the floor of the House in a changed outcome of the vote that we've now seen three days running. Now, it is true, as the tired old expression about Congressional deals goes, nothing is agreed to until everything is agreed to. So McCarthy clearly needs more time and believes it's time worth taking because he sees some progress to actually get everything agreed to and therefore be able to go to the floor and demonstrate the changed outcome. But for the moment, it's just words and rhetoric about progress and not at all being seen by the public on the House floor. In fact, some of the most strident critics of McCarthy are still expressing pretty strong opposition to him. Listen to Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, one of the negotiators on behalf of the opponents to McCarthy. He went on Fox News today and he did not sound like he's been moved at all by these talks. There is a trust issue with a gentleman who wants to be speaker. It is hard to restore trust. In just a month or two, and it's really hard when you betray confidences in a meeting where the details are then leaked out to the press. So there is no agreement at this time. Now, that progress that McCarthy and his allies have talked about appears to be based on concessions McCarthy is making to this group of so-called rebels, most notably He said what he would never do, he will now be willing to do, which is move the threshold for this so-called motion to vacate from five members to just one. So now under these new rules, if they are agreed to, just a single member of the House can offer up a motion to vacate the chair, basically a vote of no confidence in the speaker and disrupt floor activity with that. He's also agreed to allow more members of the Freedom Caucus to serve on the House Rules Committee, one of the most powerful committees in the House, controlled by the speaker and dictates how amendments make it onto the floor with legislation. As for Giving in to a demand by Matt Gates that he get a subcommittee chairmanship and get to hold the gavel of a subcommittee on the House Armed Services Committee, that is something that is a bridge too far. McCarthy has rejected that. And clearly a huge swath of the 200 plus Republicans that are supporting McCarthy would be totally uncomfortable. Listen to Republican Congresswoman Carol Miller. She has been a McCarthy supporter to date, but she's very concerned about some of the concessions that have been made here. I don't like it. He has two years to prove himself. You know, that goes by very quickly. So I think we just need to get on with the business that the American people have sent us here to do. And some McCarthy supporters, like Warren Davidson, a real sort of MAGA Republican, he thinks... The guy he's supporting, Kevin McCarthy, simply will never get to 218 votes. I mean, the reality is there are some people who, in their uh, estimation, there's no way they're going to be able to support Kevin McCarthy. And some of the people who, you know, may have been willing to get behind Kevin McCarthy at some point kind of hardened up to say, no, there's no way they're going to support Kevin McCarthy. Uh, The tough part is I think the number that will never vote for Kevin McCarthy is more than is more than four. So this still may take some considerable time. McCarthy has consistently said he's going nowhere. He will not withdraw his candidacy. He is solely focused on trying to get agreement on a rules package of the way the place will work so that he can bring over enough of his opponents into the supportive column for him and he could become speaker and they can move on. Well, that is not likely to come about in just a... Uh, small sessions between roll call votes on the floor. That's something that the conference is going to need to really hammer out and take some time to do. So we could be at this for a while, folks. You should buckle in. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.